0: Hare Krishna, and a good morning to everyone. Pleased to see everybody out and about today. And to know that there are other people who are listening at home, listening at work, on the radio, television, not television, uh, telephone, Internet, there are those of you who are joined with us from around the world. Anywhere the Internet is available, Radha Kulachanjidam is also available. June 9, 2021. I'm Rupa Nugadas with you, disciple of His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, grand disciple of His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj. We have good lineage, lineage. We're going to be reading today from Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st Canto, 7th chapter, the chapter entitled, The Son of Drona Punished, and we'll be uh, reading texts number 50, 51, and 52. And before we begin the invocation, asking the presence and the blessings of the Supreme Lord. Jai Madhava Kunja Bihare Madhava Kunja Bihare gopi janda valla bha giri Jaya gopi janda valla bha Jasho rana danda brajjana ranjana. Jasho rana ranjana. Jasho rana ranjana. Dasodhanandam Nabrajajana Ranjana Dhamunati Ravanachari Dhamunati Ravanachari Jai rādhā Jai Ram, Jai Jai rādhā Gaur Premananda Hari Haribo Jayom Vishnupad Paramahamsa Paribhijaka Charja Hasto Tadasatta Sri Srimadu's Divine Loving Grace Abhaye Chananarvinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Shri Prabhupada Gi Jayom Vishnupad Paramahamsa Paribhijaka Charja Hasto Tadasatta Sri Srimadu's Divine Grace Siddhanta Satisfati Gosami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Ghi. Ananta Kukti Vaishnavarindakhi. Iskan Bibiti Fandra Charja Shila Prabhupada Ghi. Iskan Guru Param Paraghi. Shirup Shi Sanatan Bhattaraghanath Shi Jeeva Gopal Bhattadasaraghanath Sat Gosami Prabhu Ghi. Nama Charja Shila Haridas Thakur Ghi. Ramesikahu, Shri Krishna, Chaitanya Prabhu She had waited her, Shiva Sadi Gora Bhakta Rindaki, She she Radha Krishna, Gopa Gopinath, Shamakun, Radha Kun, Giriko Vidanagi, She ki, She Maturadam ki, She Mayapunabuddhi Dham ki, She she Radha Kalachan ki, Gangadevi ki, Jamunumai ki, Tuntsi Deviki, Bhakti Deviki, Samaveda Bhakta Vrindaki, Brihat Transcendental Book and Prashadam Distributionaki, Nathai Gora Premalanda, Hari Hari Bol, all glories to the Assembled Devotees, all glories to the Assembled Devotees, all glories to the Assembled Devotees, all glories, all glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Namo Vishnabhadaya Krishna Pashtaya Bukthale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Namane Namaste Saraswati Reve Gauravari Pacharine Nivisheshya Shanyabhari Pashatare Shatarine Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Narayanam namaskritya Naram Chayvanarottamam, Devin Saraswatthi Myasun, Tato Vareyat, Nasta Praeshva Bandreshu, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavatyatyama Shloke, Bhaktir Bhavini Naistiki, Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Once again, reading from first canto, seventh chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the chapter entitled, The Son of Drona Punished. And we'll be reading starting with text number 50, which I believe is printed on our board up here. Let's do word for words, uh, pronunciations first. Nakula Sahadeva Sahadevas Cha yuyudano Dananjaya Bhagavan Devaki Putro Ye Chanye Yascha Yoshitaha Na Kula Sahadevascha Yudhano Dhananjaya Bhagavan Devaki Putro Yachanye yascha yoshitaha. Na kulaha sahadevascha. Yuyudano dananjaya. Bhagavan devaki putro. Yachanye yascha yoshitaha. All right, word for word word, translation. Nakula, Nakula, Sahadeva, Sahadeva, Cha, and Yuyudhana, Satyaki, Dananjaya, Arjuna, Bhagavan, the personality of Godhead, Devaki Putra, the son of Devaki. Lord Krishna, Lord Sri Krishna. Ye, those, cha, and, anye, others. Yah, those, cha, and, Yoshita ladies. Translation and purport. Well, no purport to this text, but. Translation by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Maharaj, Sheila Prabhupada, Gijay. Nakula and Sahadev, the younger brothers of the king. King who? What king are we talking about here? yudhishthir Yeah. And also Satyaki, Arjuna, the personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, son of Devaki, and the ladies and others, all unanimously agreed with the king who has just agreed with whom? All right, let's let's read on. And what I'm gonna do is go back and read some previous verses before we begin our discussion today. So that was text number fifty. Text number fifty one also has no purport. But I'll I'll read I'll read the Sanskrit. Catrahang marsito bimas tasyas rayan bara na natmanas charte yohan suptan susun vritha. Translation by Sheila Prabhapath. Bima, however, disagreed with them and recommended killing this culprit. Who are we talking about here? Culprit? Who's the culprit? Ashwatoma, son of Drona. Right. Drona and who is his mother? Creepy. So um, Bhima disagreed with them. Re- recommended killing this uh, culprit, who, in an angry mood, had murdered sleeping children. Who's sleeping children? Draupadi, uh, sleeping children for no purpose and for neither his nor his master's interest. And who was the master of Ashwatthama? Duyadam, great, correct, good. Text number 52. Dishamya Bhima Gauditam cha Chaturbhuja Alokya vadanam Sakyur Idam Aha Hasaniva Translation Catabuja, the four armed one. Who are we talking about here? Krishna. Although Krishna has two arms. But let's let's go on. I think we'll find out something in our purport. Or the personality of Godhead after hearing the words of Bhima, Dropadi, and others, saw the face of his dear friend Arjuna, and he began to speak as if smiling. And uh, another name for Arjuna here is Dhananjaya, winner of wealth. And this purport, we have a purport here by Srila Pramapad. Lord Krishna, Lord Sri Krishna had two arms, and why he is designated here as four-armed is explained by Sridhar Swami, a great, one of the great commentators on the Srimad Bhagavatam. Both Bhima and Draupadi held opposite views about killing Ashwatthama. Bhima wanted him to be killed immediately whereas Dropadi wanted to save him. We can imagine Bhima ready to kill while Dropadi is obstructing him. So uh, Bhima is allowing his wife to get in the way. Dropadi was also Bhima's wife. In addition to Yudhisthira, Arjuna, Satnakula, and Sahadev. She had five husbands. And in order to prevent both of them in order to prevent both of them, the Lord discovered another two arms. In other words, Krishna somehow manifested his four-armed form here at this time. Originally, the primeval Lord, Sri Krishna, displays only two arms. But in his Narayan feature, he exhibits four. In his Narayan feature, he resides with his devotees in the Vaikuntha planets while in his original Sri Krishna feature, he resides in Krishna Loka planet, far, far above the Vaikuntha planets in the spiritual sky. Therefore, if Krishna is called Chatabuha, there is no contradiction. If need be, he can display hundreds of arms, as he exhibited in his Vishvarupa, shown to Arjuna. At what time did he show that to Arjuna. Right before what? Right before the battle of Kurukshetra began. Right? Showed, showed that uh, Vishwarupa form, the universal form to Arjuna. Therefore, one who can display hundreds and thousands of arms can also manifest four whenever needed. <laughs> I think she Prabhupada probably be saying this kind of tongue-in-cheek. Of course he can manifest forms. When Arjuna was perplexed about what to do with aswatthama Lord Sri Krishna, as the very dear friend of Arjuna, voluntarily took up the matter just to make a solution, and he was smiling too. Krishna finds some interesting times to smile. He smiled when Arjuna dropped his bow before the beginning of the great battle. Uh, and was perplexed. Arjuna was very perplexed. And now here it is. Arjuna is perplexed again. He's got to make another decision. The first decision was whether to fight or not. Omagyana timirandasya gyananjana salakaya chakshurun militam jena tasmai sri Sri Chaitanya Mano Stapitam Jaina Bhuttale Svayam Rupahakada Maya Dadati Svabhadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Jutta Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavam Sri Rupam Sagradattam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savaduttam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karanasando Dinabando jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari sute Devi Pranamami Hadi Priye Vajca-kalpata-rubyashca-kripa-sindabyevacca Patitanam namo namah jayasi Jayasi-krishna-chaitanya-prabhu-nithyanda Siyadvaita-karatha-sivasari-gora-bhakta-vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare Nama um Vishnu krishna pristaya bhutale shrimate tamal krishna go Niti namane. So Krishna, Krishna. Krishna is here with everyone while Ashwatthama has been brought back, bound up like an animal by Arjuna. And he is determined to kill Arjuna as he, I'm I'm sorry, Ashwatthama, as he had more or less promised Draupadi. He told her that I'll bring back Arjuna and you can, I'm sorry, Arjuna, I'll bring back uh, Ashwatthama and you, after uh, doing the funeral rites for your five sons, who have been killed by this man, uh, can stand on his head while you take your bath after, uh, bath for purification after taking care of the bodies of your sons. But when he comes back, uh, let's go back to text number 42. Sri Sutta said, Dropadi then saw Ashwatthama, who was bound with ropes like an animal and silent for having enacted the most inglorious murder. Due to her female nature and due to her being naturally good and well-behaved, she showed him due respects as a brahmana. In other words, Draupadi is not going to let some incident, even the killing of her five sons, get in the way of her offering proper respects to a person who is born in a Brahman family, Dronacharya's family. She could, this is text 43. She could not tolerate Ashwatthama's being bound by ropes. And being a devoted lady, she said, Release him, for he is a brahmana, our spiritual master. It was, drawn, it was by Jonah, she's continuing to tell Arjuna, it was by Jona Acharya's mercy that you learn the military art of throwing arrows and the confidential art of controlling weapons. If the kingly... No. He, Dronacharya, is certainly still existing, being represented by his son. His wife, Kripi, did not undergo a sati with him because she had a son. Oh, most fortunate one, that she's still talking to Arjuna, who knows the principles of religion. It is not good for you to cause grief to our, to glorious family members who are always respectable and worshipful. She's saying this about Ashwatthama. Can you, can you believe that she is saying such nice things about him? Uh, in the purport there, I'll, I'll mention, I'll read that short purport by Srila A slight insult for a respectable family is sufficient to invoke grief. Therefore, a cultured man should always be careful in dealing with worshipful, worshipful family members. That was Prabhupada's purport. Next verse is text 47. My Lord, do not make the wife of Dronacharya cry like me. I am aggrieved for the death of my sons. She need not cry constantly like me. If the kingly administrative order, being unrestricted in sense control, offends the Brahmana order and enrages them, then the fire of all, a fire of that rage burns up the whole body of the royal family and brings grief upon all. So, thus far, Draupadi has mentioned two reasons for not killing him, not killing Ashwatthama. First of all, he's a, he's, he's a member of a Brahminical family. Jonacharya, his father. So even though Ashwatthama is Brahma Buddha, or a, a relative of, the, of a Brahmin, still he is worshipable all right so that's one reason she didn't want <coughs> uh queen uh, the the wife of dronacharya to grieve as she Dropati has is grieving <coughs> and the second reason was that our our whole royal family could be burned up and grief brought to all of the members of it if we mistreat this person who is from a Brahminical family. Sutta Goswami said, O Brahmanas, King Yudhisthira fully supported the statements of the Queen, which were in accordance with the principles of religion and were justified, glorious, full of mercy and equity and without duplicity. That was text number 49. That was read yesterday and a class was given by um uh, uh, our god sister Jai Shri Radhe Devi. So, text number fifty for today. I'll read that translation again. Nakula and Sahadev, the younger brothers of the king, and also Satiki, Arjuna, the personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, son of Devaki, and the ladies and others, all unanimously agreed with the king. So, you see here, Krishna even is agreeing uh, with with the king. Uh, the king who has, King Yudhishthira, who has fully supported the statements of the queen. So Yudhishthira is saying, yes, you are correct. You're in accordance with, with principles of religion. <clears throat> and then text number uh, 51. Bhima, however, disagreed with them. And recommended killing this culprit, who, in an angry mood, had murdered sleeping children for no purpose and for neither his nor his master's interest. In other words, as we heard from Vishnu Charan Prabhu a couple of days ago, uh, Duryodhan was not at all pleased that Ashwatthama had killed the sons of Duryodhan had decapitated them and had brought the five heads to Duryodhana as proof that he had killed the Pandavas. Of course, Duryodhana, even though he was writhing in pain and getting ready to leave his body, could feel the heads of the of, that were brought to him. And he realized, these are not the heads of the Pandavas. I would not be able to squeeze them with my hands as I am these heads. So he understood then, and and he was very distraught with Ashwatthama's killing. First good thing I've heard about uh, (laughs) Duryodhan that he was distraught about the killing of of, uh, Dropadi's sons. Omagana timida undas salakaya chakchurun meritam jnathasmai shri gurave namah shri Bhagavatam. so many instructions in here uh, by the stories it's, it's just like um, the parables of jesus that the christians often refer to um that uh, are actually they might not might not be factual but they're they're representative they help the common people to understand the philosophy. And so the stories that are given in this Srimad Bhagavatam then are intended to help us understand the position of the Supreme Lord Krishna and his exalted devotees. So the a couple of topics then that I chose today to speak about uh, and i'm I'm entitling the today's topic accepting Krishna as our only protector. So we see that the people who were present at this time became influenced by a godly woman. Uh, a godly woman whose name is dropadi who had this who was born from a sacred uh, sorry, a sacrificial fire, uh, along with her brother, Dhritarashtra, no, sorry, Drishtadhyumna. So, uh, both Dropadi and Drishtadhyumna were born, uh, from the sacrificial fire that was created, uh, on the request of, uh, Drupad, King Drupad, who had a, uh, who had a, a some a disagreement with Drona Charja, Um uh, we won't go into that, but that's, that's another story. It's a good story in itself. Why there was a disagreement between these two former classmates in Gurukula. So, Draupadi, in she's a godly woman. She's, uh, she has the same complexion as Krishna, uh, and she, she is constantly thinking about Krishna, uh, even to the point that she is sometimes known as Krishna. So she finds herself earlier uh, in, a, in, a, in the midst of a gambling match that was brought on by Dhritarashtra and his, his uh, ungodly son, Duryodhan. And Draupadi was dragged from her chamber without an upper cloth over her body. She was dragged by her hair out into the midst of all those who were present in the gambling match. The great personalities such as Bhishma, even Dritaraster, the blind king himself was there, and she was uh, uh, told to be stripped, stripped naked, uh, to embarrass her and to embarrass her husbands who were sitting there, and she found herself unprotected by her husbands. So what did she do? She tried to defend herself and keep herself from being disrobed. But this, this person whose name I can't remember. Who, does anybody remember the name of the person who was trying to disrobe Dropadi? Dushasan. Wow. Good answer from our junior member. Dushashan tried to disrobe Dropadi. And as a result of that, of her not finding any protection from her husband's. Uh, she was being stripped, and her sari was being d- uh, unwound from around her body. But as he found out, Dropadi uh, eventually uh, she 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 gave up and just lifted up her hands and allowed herself to be spun around and around. And she cried, "Hego Hegopal Hego Paul," and Krishna came un- unseen by anyone. And supplied unlimited length of sorry. So she realized that the only protector was Krishna. And later on, I think he was asked the question, Krishna, why did you wait so late to come to protect me? And Krishna said, I came as soon as you called. So in this, in this age of Kali, we find ourselves also having no reliable protectors, no reliable protectors in the age of Kali. Women particularly have no reliable protectors in this age of Kali. They have no one to give them shelter, and many women uh, find themselves single moms and, and working a job and providing for her children, and also taking care of all the responsibilities of the household. Uh, So that's just the age of Kali. And now we're told in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 28, texts 1 and 2, that we're not supposed to criticize anyone. Because even if a person like Ashwatthama is committing the most abominable kind of crime... We should understand that he is acting under the auspices of Krishna's material energy, Mahamaya. So we should never criticize someone else. Why? Because it will come back on us. We'll find ourselves in a very similar situation. I have found that to be true myself. So no reliable protectors. But when Prabhupada came... He offered shelter not only to young men, but also to young women who heard his words and who wanted to serve him because they realized here is an unordinary person in our presence. And so Prabhupada went against all kinds of tradition and offered not only protection to his women, uh to the young women who came to him wanting protection uh and shelter uh but he 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 uh, offered it to everyone to anyone who wanted to come i got a i got a a, a message from one of my friends on facebook i uh, yesterday i believe it was or the day before and she has written something here that was that is worth hearing. I'm going to just read that right quick. Another perspective on the last, no, it's, uh, that's, those are my words. Srila Prabhupada initiating women as brahmanas, engaging them as his personal cooks, and training them as his first pujaris turned tradition on its head. He understood how best to spread the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu throughout the world and was confident in engaging Vaisnavis in new ways. He demonstrated that the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is for everyone and that engaging the beleaguered citizens of Kali Yuga supersedes the need to maintain tradition. This is an excerpt from Radha Dasi's preface to Emergence of Women's Voices in ISKCON. I haven't read that publication yet. I don't know whether that came out as a book. I'm presuming it did, but I'm not sure about that. It could have been an article in the Back to Godhead magazine. Preface to Emergence of Women's Voices in ISKCON. So, we, we see that Prabhupada. Was willing to go against tradition and to, uh, give shelter to his, his women. And we see that some very powerful women emerged from Prabhupada's care. So, uh, there are some who would say that, um, uh, you know, according to the Vedas, uh, women are to be protected in, in, in their youth by their fathers. In their middle years by their husbands and in their elderly years, uh, by the older son. But we also see in Kali Yuga that, uh, husbands are not always reliable. As a matter of fact, I used to, I used to teach in the community colleges around here and uh, there's one close by us here called Eastfield and I would be, I would be teaching English Classes to young women and young men who were coming in for their first time into a college setting, and so sometimes I felt it. I felt it was necessary to inspire, especially the young women, to go ahead and make the endeavor to, to get your college work, get your college degree, because you are not going to be able to rely on a man to support you for all of your life. Some of you will not find a husband who will be able to maintain you and give you shelter for all of your life. So these were young women who were, you know, leaving home, maybe for the first time, getting out into the public. And they were probably going to be going to work uh, alongside their husbands or uh, maybe uh, by themselves uh, because they had no husband. Some of them... Had children, some of them had children to put, to take care of, and we see that this is this is something that is happening, not infrequently, in the age of Kali. And again, we are not supposed to criticize those young men for whatever they do, uh, whatever they for whatever reason they cannot protect their wives and their children. We're not supposed, to, but we we look at, let, look at their activity, and we can say this is not a very good activity to perform, because uh, women do require to be sheltered. Not only do women require to be sheltered, but all of the citizens of a country, a nation, require to be sheltered from other invading countries that sometimes come in and try to take over the government. Of the country, and we see that that is happening regularly too. As a matter of fact, that was probably the primary cause of World Wars One and especially World War Two. There was a there were persons who wanted to control the entire world, and so even us men had to have protection by the soldiers who went out to fight to protect our country and protect our way of life. So we can see here that uh, even though Draupadi has five husbands, uh, she still understands what religious duty is. And therefore she tells Arjuna, her powerful son, who has just been chiefly responsible for winning the battle of Kurukshetra, she's telling him uh, what his duty is. And his duty is not to kill this person because he's the son of your martial instructor, the person who has taught you the use of weapons. <clears throat> so we cannot. You should not kill his son. And everybody there agrees with what she says, except for one person, Sain. And he is naturally a very. He's a warrior. He's very powerful, and. When he, whenever he finds someone who deserves to be punished, as Ashwatthama did, then he, he believes that it should be done. And Krishna is has been encouraging Arjuna also to kill this person. He deserves to be killed. But whenever Draupadi speaks, then Krishna agrees also with Queen Draupadi. He accepts what she says. So... We, another point that is made in the purport here, and it's based on what is said in the text, is that Krishna is designated as four-armed. As a matter of fact, in in the book, in the text, text number fifty-two of the seventh chapter of the first canto, Krishna is referred to here as Chaturbhuja, the four-armed one, or the personality of Godhead. And he is also referred to as um, the son of uh, Devaki in a previous verse. Uh, As as though anyone who is familiar with Krishna would not know who his mother is. Uh, Mother Devaki is one of his mothers and of course Mother Yashoda. It's another one of the mothers. So we understand that Krishna has an unlimited form. Now there are those of us who tell us in the Hare Krishna movement that you're limiting God by giving him a form, and we agree with them in a way because they think that his form is made of material stuff, but we disagree with them. With them. Uh, by saying that he's limited by his form. Because we know that Krishna can display his two-handed form in his own planet of Goloka Vrindavan. In the other Vaikuntha planets, he appears as, as Lord Narayan. In each of those planets, he's worshipped as Lord Narayan in his four-handed form. So whether whether Krishna has two hands or four hands, or whether he has unlimited numbers of hands, as he showed to Arjuna before the beginning of, beginning of the battle, um, he is still unlimited. As a matter of fact, even when he appears in a non-human form, uh, such as Lord Barahadev, Lord Nrsinghadev, uh, he can accomplish anything that he wants to accomplish. So form does not limit the supreme personality of Godhead. He can accept whatever form He wants to accept. He even appeared as a woman, and what was her name? The beautiful, seductive woman who stole the uh, the uh, nectar from the demons and gave it to the demigods. Can't remember her name. I'm sure that some of you are shaking your heads wondering why Rupa Nagadas can't remember the name of Krishna's beautiful feminine form that he appeared in. I'll remember it a little bit later and then I, I'll try to try to recall it and just speak it to everyone. Anyhow, so there's no limitation uh, in Krishna's ability and Krishna's power and uh, there's also no limit in his love. Because He offers shelter to his devotees. As we can see, he's been the chariot driver for Arjuna in this ferocious battle in which 8,400,000, no, 640 million uh, people are killed, along with all kinds of animals, uh, horses and elephants, many, many of those littering the battlefield, rivers of blood flowing down through the battlefield. But Krishna protects his devotees. None of the Pandavas was killed uh, because Krishna was not ready for them to finish their pastimes on the planet. So he is now uh, he's now appearing as the one who is trying to solve the problem that uh, that faces Arjuna. Arjuna has to he has to both kill Ashwatthama and not kill. Ashwatthama. and he really doesn't know how to satisfy uh, Krishna and Bhima who are advocating the killing of him and all the others who are, are saying, no, what Draupadi has said is correct. Uh, we cannot kill him because he comes from a brahminical family and he's the representative of his brahminical father right now since his father has already been killed. So Krishna's job then in this case is satisfying all of those persons in spite of their differing opinions. So Krishna has also, this, and this is, this is happening of course five thousand years ago. But that doesn't mean that Krishna has stopped his assistance to his devotees. So we spoke about, we spoke about women, how they need protection and how they're not getting it in the age of Kali for many reasons. Uh, and now we're seeing that he's actually helping us today in this age, this day and age, those of us who are devoted to him. Uh, sometimes we find ourselves without adequate funds for doing what we need to do, even, you know, providing for our families. It's a very difficult job. And Srila Prabhupada has, has been uh, uh, quoted as saying that I will be satisfied you with you householders if you simply take care of your families. <clears throat> of course, that's not always possible for us. But uh, in our projects that we've taken on here in the Dallas Temple, uh, many times we lacked manpower. We didn't have enough manpower to do everything. We lacked adequate funds. And we see that Krishna has enabled us through the leadership of His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami under the guidance of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. He has enabled us in this community to reconstruct our temple room here so that it's one of the most beautiful places in the whole city of Dallas, And some have said that it's the most beautiful temple in the world. I won't make that statement because it would sound as though I were bragging. But this statement has been made by persons who visit our temple. That it is is certainly one of the most beautiful. Now we have a major contender for the most beautiful temple in Mayapur, Sri Mayapur Dam, the the temple of the Vedic planetarium, T-O-V-P. And uh that's a project that is is costing I've heard estimates of about one hundred million dollars. And so you know we wonder how is how are we going to fund that? We don't have enough people in our movement to provide that kind of money, uh, even with people going out and and uh, and collecting money, asking for contributions, for people donating money from whatever their household income is, uh, still. How can we come up with a hundred million dollars? And yet, Krishna has inspired one young man to join Srila Prabhupada. And Srila Prabhupada inspired this young man uh, who is Alfred Ford. And he later became known as Ambarish Prabhu. And uh, as I understand it, he is he is given 25 million of his own money, his own wealth. Of course, be, being a member of the Ford dynasty, the Ford automobile dynasty, he has money. But still, to give up wealth is not an easy thing, uh, even for persons who are extro- extremely wealthy. It's not an easy thing. And not only is it not easy to give it up, but it's also hard to stop earning money. Because once you've got a few million dollars, you want a few more million dollars. And once you become a billionaire, then you want to become the world's most wealthy billionaire. So, And there are people like that, but uh, not all of them choose to come and assist in trying to build a movement that glorifies the Supreme Lord, who is the one who gives them all that wealth anyhow in the first place. So because of something they have done in their past lives, There are now some very wealthy individuals on the planet, in different countries, very wealthy persons. But those then who receive a special favor, like having the direct audience of Srila Prabhupada, and becoming his disciple, and giving their lives to him entirely, those persons... Uh, sometimes have the wealth that they can turn toward a major project such as we see here. And Krishna is the one who is inspiring all that loving devotion by persons to come and help his sincere devotees, Srila Prabhupada, and many others now who are Prabhupada's disciples and grand disciples and great grand disciples. He's going to, you know, all it takes is purity. Purity is the force. Srila Prabhupada said. So, even we see that Krishna helps those persons who are becoming physically handicapped. And those of us who are past our 50s and 60s and we're into our 70s now, uh, we, we are feeling that we are certainly handicapped, not only physically, but sometimes mentally as well. And we see one of the greatest leaders who, uh, one of the greatest disciples of Srila Prabhupada, Jayapataka Swami Maharaj, has been stricken with, uh, with a great disability, which I've said in many occasions, uh, if, if that sort of thing had happened to me, I would say, okay, Krishna, you want me to sit down and do nothing now, not preach. I'm going to sit down and do nothing. But here's a man, who is continuing to tra- travel all over the world, continue to make disciples, and continue to be the inspiration for thousands and thousands of disciples. And so, this is Krishna's empowerment to such a person. He says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take away m- most of your body, uh, Jayapataka Swami. I'm gonna take it away and then see what you do. And we see that he, he hardly missed a beat. He's he's back on the road. Even he finds it difficult to, to chant his japa by himself, to eat by himself, and still he's bestowing his blessings all over the world. Where can you find such a person as that? And he is coming uh, as a disciple of his, ho- his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So some people think that Srila uh, Prabhupada, is just, he's just a traveling preacher, and he got lucky. He was able to get a lot of people, a lot of young hippies who didn't have any other engagement, uh, he gave them something to do, and because of that, then he was able to raise a lot of money, he's a good businessman, and he opened centers all over the world, and he's glorified for that. But we know otherwise. We know that Srila Prabhupada was directly empowered by the Supreme Lord, who was with him at every step of the way, and if, if, And he he promises that if any of us uh, can can have that purity of heart, Krishna is willing to also make us successful in our efforts to spread his glories all over the world. So even though we become physically handicapped, mentally handicapped, there are things that we can do to help spread consciousness of the Supreme Lord all over the world. And help people begin coming to centers such as we have here in Dallas, seeing the beautiful deity forms of Radha and Krishna, of Goranita. So we depend entirely on Krishna for our survival. Sometimes we think we're the ones that are making things happen, but Krishna quite often gives us the opportunity uh, to see that we're not at all responsible for the good things that are coming our way. That Krishna himself is the one who is supplying that to us. <clears throat> Sometimes, Most of the time, when we don't even deserve it, he is still letting it come our way. So that's the reason we're still here today. Even after all these years, we're still here in this community of devotees here in Dallas, Texas. And this is not one of the places that most people would desire to vacation in, certainly not to come and live in. But those of us who have bitten the bullet, so to speak, and have come here, even though we desired to be somewhere else, we came here and helped to establish this community as it is, did our little part, and we're still here trying to help encourage those who are younger and more capable to please continue this effort to make devotees all over the world. Krishna is giving us the inspiration, giving us the, uh, the means by which we can do that. And what does Krishna say at the end, in the last chapter of the Bhagavad Gita? For those who, w- who, would, who would give this confidential information about himself to the faithful, um, keeping it away from those who don't have any faith, but helping to establish the faith. For those who are willing to spread that faith among his devotees. uh, There has never been one more dear to Krishna. There is not presently one more dear, and there will never in the future be more dear, will there be one more dear to Krishna than that person who tries to give the glories of the Supreme Lord to everyone so that they can end their stay in this material world. So we're going to stop here and ask that you please continue chanting the holy names of the Lord. Uh, please continue uh, reading and hearing from the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is our very source of conquest over this material energy of the Lord. And uh, And any opportunity you have to speak to someone else about the glories of the Supreme Lord Krishna, please take that up. Every day as much as you can. Hare Krishna. We'll offer our respectful obeisances and to all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord, who are just like desire trees, who fulfill the desires of everyone, and who are full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. <laughs> Anantakoti Vaishnavrinda ki jai. Sīla Prabhupāda ki jai. Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam ki jai. Sīsīvādhākala chanji ki jai. Premananda Hari Hari Bo. Everyone go out and have a blessed day. Hari Krishna.